my gosh. I don't even know where to begin when I say the Winnipeg Jets are not in do or die, but they're in a situation where they need to get it together because you've started in your first 12 games this year. You had a you had your best start since becoming the Jets again. You tie a franchise record through twenty through the first twenty games. In December, you were first in the Central, and about eight weeks ago or so, you had roughly a ninety-six percent chance of making the playoffs. And. You've probably seen it covered everywhere. But this entire team has either lost its identity or fallen back into old... Uh... I'm just going to unplug my mic here. There we go. Not my mic, my earbuds. But... This, uh, this entire team has just lost everything that makes them what they are. Which is fun to watch and easy to get behind. So, not too long ago, you I think they were up 10 points, 10 or 12 points, they had a lead in the wild card race, because they've been in the wild card for a bit now, but it seemed like Winnipeg was a lock, and when I covered this a few weeks ago on my podcast, I was saying like, yeah, Winnipeg's going to get into the playoffs, they're going to do well, hopefully... Because I'm from this province. I see this. I see the fan base. I see the fans. I see the people who would love to play for the team. And frankly would probably play better on the team as of right now. But that's for a different point. I see where they are. This team. I see where this team is. And I just ask, I gotta ask myself, like, what the hell is going on in the locker room? Because your top scorers in Wheeler, or your top guys, your core guys in Wheeler, Shifley, Connor, and Dubois have fallen off the face of the earth. Ehlers is getting benched more than he should. And my argument for that one, or rebuttal, is... He's coming off the sports hernia injury. He's being given less minutes because of his sports uh, hernia. It's not a very fun injury to be coming back from. And uh, where's Mike McIntyre? I should have had this ready to go now that I think about it. But he put out a very informational tweet. And... Yeah. So on March 28th, which was the time that Ma- uh, Mike McIntyre put this uh, thread out, is in their last seven games, I don't think they've played since the San Jose game anyways, they were shut out in their last three of seven games. In their last 21 games, they have won seven win- uh, seven times, they've won seven Lost 12 in regulation and 2 outside of regulation. 
San Jose's last 16 games. They have lost 14. Both wins have come against the Jets. One of them being a shutout loss. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about anybody who follows the Jets as a diehard fan or anything remotely like that. This team has either lost its identity or, like I've said, they've fallen back into old ways because they are on a free fall from what we saw at the start of the year. When last year, when Paul Maurice resigned and Dave Lowry, I think, yeah, Dave Lowry, when he took over as interim head coach and was given a chance to prove that he could maybe become an NHL head coach. He's in Seattle now, by the way, if you want to know where he is. He's an assistant coach in Seattle. He's a very good assistant coach. He's not head coach material as of right now, and that's perfectly fine. But when he came in, he, did, he worked with what he had for the remainder of the season with that Jets core. And... So the Jets go, and they were going to try and get Barry Trotz. All the great coaches were coming off the board. You, you still got a pretty good coach in Rick Bonus, and things were looking incredible to start the season. The Jets were fun to watch. I watched a lot of Jets games this year. I was at the game on January 6th, 2023 with my friends, we had a wonderful time. The Jets beat Tampa Bay, I think it was 4 or 5 to 3. It was a close game. It was a couple scraps, a lot of scrums. Really rough game, but it was really energetic and really fun to watch. And after that game, they went for a nosedive. But it uh, It's frustrating. But 1 o'clock in the morning, Bonus is getting interviewed because they were playing a late game. He was speaking to the media in San Jose following the 3-0 loss. And he says, some of the guys think they're giving us everything in their tank. They're dreaming. We have a lot of guys in there giving us everything they can. We just need a few more guys to jump on board. Two reporters on how to reach players not giving everything in their tank. He says, there comes a point where your personal pride has to take over. If someone has to go in there and point that out to them, then there is a big problem right there. Bonus on the final seven games with his team barely clinging onto a playoff spot. They're only two points in front of Calgary. They don't have any games in hand. They're Got the same amount of games as Calgary. And with the way Calgary has been playing, Calgary is going to make the playoffs at this rate. And I don't think Calgary played tonight. I'm checking right now. No, they didn't. Winnipeg plays Detroit tomorrow. Calgary plays Vancouver. If Winnipeg loses and Calgary wins, oh, this team who knows what's going on um, but on the final seven games with the team barely hanging off to a playoff spot he says 
we're going to find out what we're made of and we're going to find out what everybody in that room is made of over the next little while. Yeah. Friedman had something earlier. I'm gonna find that. seem to find it very quickly. Hang on with me here. Okay. Um, basically what it was is Friedman said, I think it was on 32 Thoughts, that pretty much do not the Jets pretty much do not want to tear it down or do do anything like do any major surgery to the roster which I'm sorry is a problem right then and there because this is a team where you look at it and he goes hey get your shit together like you barely squeaked on a win against Arizona and Anaheim you get lit up by LA you get lit up by San Jose, who's not in a playoff spot. They're eliminated. Detroit might mess with you. And then your final six games in April, you have four at home. You're on a five-game homestand. Starting with Detroit tomorrow. Sunday, you play New Jersey. And then you play Calgary, which is a do-or-die game to play. You play Nashville, and then you end that home game stand against San Jose. Then you go to Minnesota, and you finish the season against Colorado. You don't got a light schedule for the next seven games other than San Jose and Detroit. But we've seen they like to lose to San Jose more recently and not play well against bottom teams. So these seven straight are really hard games for the Jets. You have one back-to-back in uh, April 10th and 11th you play San Jose and then you go play in Minnesota the next day so it's not a terrible back to back but you're still traveling I don't I, do, I hope this team makes the playoffs but this will be one of the greatest collapse we've ever seen This is a critical point in the season where you look at it and you say, like, what are you doing? Any coach would look at their team and bench their top guys who are not working. I know for a fact if I was coaching right now, regardless of the level, if I'm coaching the National Hockey League or a U15 team, if my top guy seemingly quit on me because he doesn't like the position we're in and all of this stuff, I would glue his ass to the bench. Mark Shifley has quietly quit on his team. And he's got an assistant captain crest on his jersey. Blake Wheeler was stripped of his captaincy. Where's the leadership in this team? You have a disaster coming your way if you miss the playoffs. And that is 
you don't want to look at the team and say, okay, we need to really shake things up. We can't hold on to what we had in 2017 when we went to the conference uh, conference finals. Or, no, it was 2018 we went to the conference finals. I think the year before that we went to the second round. This, like I said, this team is fun to watch. The whiteout parties on Main Street and Selkirk, all these places are so much fun. But it first takes a winning team. And that starts, I don't know where it starts. I would look at this team and say, hey, the only guys we're keeping are like, I would say just get rid of your center core, except you might be a bottom team for a couple of years. Don't fully do terrible damage to your defense, like, the only guys you should really be keeping are Morrissey, Dylan, and Schmidt. And I say those three because Pionk, DeMello, and keep Sandberg, he's young and up and coming. But everybody else that aren't Sandberg, Dylan, Schmidt, and Morrissey, trade them. Hellebuck, keep him. Riddick, you can probably find a backup. But like, let these guys know you're going to build around them. And then for your forwards, keep Lowry. Keep your uh, depth guys. Let them play big roles. Um... I would argue that the only guys you should really keep are Ehlers and Connor. Ehlers, Connor, Lowry, Appleton, and that's about it. Everybody else, send them off, or just don't don't extend their contracts. Because you got Lambert, Lucius, McGurity, Shilkin, Torgerson, Harkins, Nikonen. You have great guys in the minors. Your defensive corps are... You have great defense. You have some pretty good depth goalies too. You're not a terrible team in terms of what you have. And I, I'm one to argue that if you would have went a little more in at the deadline, your chances of winning would be a little bit better because this is a team with no creativity or no drive to win. They have no accountability either. I'm going to finish this off with after losing 3 nothing to the very last place to San Jose Sharks who are com coming off of a 9 game losing streak I believe it is Mark Scheifele was saying is how he likes to be cute with it and he likes to be more conservative with his shooting pretty much is what he was saying is that's not his play style and DeMello just flat out said they need like they need to play and they have a problem where they don't like to shoot and they don't like to create scoring opportunities. And like I said, any coach would say that's a problem. And when you have a coach tucking his tail in between his legs and not addressing the problem, which is what we had with Paul Maurice cowering to the top guys in the room, you got a problem. And I hate to say it, maybe look at, look at the managing situation before you look at bonus because like what is 
what is firing the coach going to do when you have a GM in there who's been there since the franchise was bought, uh, brought back? And I'm sorry, the Western Conference is not a very tough conference. If they, if they were in the Eastern Conference fighting for a playoff spot, I'd say, okay, well, they're fighting against Florida, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Washington. Like, it's a tough conference to play in, but no, like... The only other competition is like Calgary, and even then, they're dealing with Sutter. But they're going to make it to the playoffs, which is the problem. And the Jets are going to lose probably three to four games in their next seven. And you know what? That's all I have. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Those are the big three that I know for sure I'm on. Is we're hosted by Spotify for Podcasters, which is formerly known as Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter ha- Twitter handle is posted on the screen, Jacko me- Jacko underscore Media. And yeah, if you like this, please like, share, subscribe, whatever you want to do, whatever the YouTubers say. And yeah, share the podcast. Follow me on Twitter. All that jazz. Thank you for listening. The music you were listening to in this little outro is called One for the Road by the Jansen Boys. You can find their YouTube, their Spotify link, their website down in the description. And yeah, thank you so much. Just a place for me to unwind